red blooded outdoors up here in floyd county georgia we got g money what's up <laughs> you got to talk you got right talking to the mic what's up buck yo ratchaloon what it is and a super extraordinary special guest a life long friend for buck and cooney especially because y'all was mm-hmm. little itty bitty babies especially cooney cooney was a baby like not even talking uh i've policed with him he gave me some side business one time surveying with him <laughs> no multiple times worked <laughs> hunt just lived life great friend one of my best friends talk have numerous talks by every week don't we uh and we just we get down on the word and we tell each other how stupid we are and we laugh and cut up and uh mr james wright good to be here james wright everybody (laughs) i've been i've been excited about um having you on the podcast for a long time and we've talked about it a long time and uh me and coney talk about it from here and there and coney's always like oh it's gonna be crazy if we get james on there (laughs) james is just gonna go crazy (laughs) go wild that's not even my personality (laughs) why do you always say that because that's how james always acts i'm always proper what was what (laughs) okay I, what do you think, Buck? Well, I think Coney exaggerates it a good bit. You know, I you don't think James is just going to... No, it ain't going to be just absolutely yeah. stupid. <laughs> I very rarely even smile. <laughs> <laughs> so I met James... Uh, what do you think it was, James? 2006? 2007? Oh, it's got to no, be 2000. No, that because Chad was, what, 13? He 13? Wa- he wasn't driving. I think Chad yeah. was 13, and what's he, 34? Yeah. Yeah. So, he, 21 years? Yeah. So, Buck, well, Buck's 21. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't had Cooney yet when we met. Cooney B- wasn't Buck born. was a baby. Was I it? mean, a baby. Okay. So, yeah, it's 20, 20 21 years. Yeah. Man, I didn't think it was that long. Hush almighty. Shows how old we are. But we met out on a... I was working for a company James was doing some contract work for. I was grading. And uh, they was surveying. You're and your daddy's company was surveying. And that's where I met James and Chad. And then a little bit later on, Blake and Jenny. and But that's where we met. And... Pretty much just right off the rip, we was all friends. I mean, pretty much just from the beginning. <laughs> I remember Chad gets to talking to you about coon hunting, and I had to ask your boss. I said, "Is this cat all right?" Because there, there you sat with that beard down to your belly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about that long now. <laughs> It, it ain't been this long in a long time. I about had to shave it off, though, because I'm crushing that asphalt at work. And, man, that stuff gets embedded in your, in your beard hair, which I ain't got no hair on top of my head. And it was I was about that close from having to cut it off because it wouldn't clear up. Quit your job before you do that. Believe, yeah. believe that. Well, now what happened is I had to hit a shower two days in a row. And when I did that, it cleaned up then. <laughs> <laughs> Bathing usually gets you a little bit of shape. So, so how long had you been surveying when we met, Jane? Oh, gosh, probably. Twenty years. Twenty years. And you, fifteen years. Fifteen, twenty years. And you did that the whole time with your dad. With exactly. Mm hmm. What uh, what did coming up, which y'all had a hardware store and stuff like that too, didn't it? What did coming up, because, you know, Cooney got to work with me a little bit, Buck hadn't. What did coming up, working with your dad and and 
then later on moving to a different job what what was some of the good things what was some of the struggles because it's got it's different when you work with family then then all of a sudden you're thrown out into the real world yeah we had a good most people say you can't hardly work with kin people that's usually the thing oh you can't do but me and dad never had any we never had any arguments anything is always pretty much eye to eye didn't really it was smooth yeah so when i left that and ended up going to work for people which you know i struggled with that from that point on i can't work for anybody Mm -hmm. i mean when you have to when you're used to doing your own thing and then somebody's telling you the way they want to do it and you look at them like, no, I'm, I'm just not going to do that because that ain't going to work. Right. But then again, they're the one paying you, so you ain't going to last long if you don't do it the way they want to do it. But I struggled with that. Yeah. Till I basically retired. So. Right. I'm. I can't work for anybody. Well, I tell you what, me and Cooney working together, I had to get on his tail. <laughs> no, no, that's not but at all. It wouldn't it matter. Is. Wouldn't matter where Cooney is, he's going to get in trouble. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had to just. No, let me tell you, Daddy just don't know how to calm down. That's no. all. If he could just master the art of staying calm, it would be a hundred percent better. He's always calm. No, I he ain't never know him get excited. Yeah, like because you ain't never worked with him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, back to when we first met, is uh, when when my boys, when Buck and Cooney got older. And even with people that I've known for years, and they'd known for the majority of their life, it was hard for me, like, to say, Shorty wanted to take buck hunting. It was hard, for me, not because I didn't trust Shorty. It was just hard for me to let him go. There was even one time when Buck went hunting with Blake, and uh, I met him and dropped Buck off, and uh, it was just hard for me to just let him go what and it maybe it wasn't nothing what what about me then in your head was okay he, he's all right for chad to go a coon hunting with him i just i think you i'm a good judge of character i think you, i can be around somebody just a little bit and of course i'm not always right yeah. but i've always been pretty successful you know but it is hard to do i mean it's just like when I'm sure you can remember when the boys their first time not wanting to be in the stand with you mm-hmm. I mean it's sort of it's a little nerve-wracking right the first time yeah but after like Chad he after he went hunting we one time I knew well we're good yeah we roll with it yeah so well that it's interesting you you said that being a good judge of character because as I thought this morning and I did a little praying and uh, I'm in this program doing it with a bunch of friends, uh, 40 Days of Deliverance, and one of the guys had shared, I got it here, I thought I thought to myself, what, what exactly, why does me and James click so well? What exactly is it that um, we, you know, a lot of, a lot of, which I don't ever have any problems with it really any of my friends but there you hear people talk man you know this joker did this to me and this joker did this to me and this joker did this to me you know you hear that all the time and which i don't i don't really have that in my life and i'm thankful and blessed for it but uh i thought to myself well what exactly is it especially now because we're both older then 20 something years ago how old would you have been 30s in your thirties, yeah. So I would have been in my twenties. Yeah, I'd have been in my twenties. I, well, I know for sure it was because I remember. I rode it was when Buck was born. Yeah, I rode you was. Yeah, twenty six maybe. Cause I'm forty five now. What I ain't good at math. But <laughs> 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 a guy named Kevin shared this in the, in that forty days group that I was with and I read it and thought about it and prayed on it he that walketh with wise man shall be wise but a companion of fools stay destroyed that's Proverbs 
13:20. And I thought on that and I prayed on that. And I thought, well, there was a time way back when that I would have considered myself sure enough a fool. Oh, me too. And and early in our friendship, now, now I'm speaking for myself. I'm not saying you you was. So I thought on our friendship. I thought you remember that time we used to always come over to your house and watch UFC. Oh yeah. And on my thirtieth birthday, <laughs> me being the fool that I am, I sat there and drunk thirty three beers and lined them up. I lined them all up on the banister. A James's porch. It just ridiculous stuff like that. And walked off. <laughs> and walked <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> just just ridiculous stuff like that. And to me what that scripture says is godly friends put positive pressure on yeah. you to be closer to the Lord, to to be more godly. True. And friends that allow stuff like that to happen, let the negative pressure overtake, and you you do wrong stuff. Right? Exactly. Yep. And I felt like uh, we we left each other wide open maybe for that way back then, but for years now it ain't been nothing like that. And I feel that our friendship is even more glorious. Oh yeah. Than than what it was because you look back on your time in your time and say, man. We had so much fun, but they wasn't nothing about no. that fun. That was no. ridiculous. What I mean, what's your it, thought on well, that that's scripture? The same. And then you've been there for me when I went wild. Mm. You know, maybe you was wilder at that point, but I was more grounded. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened to me, but I went wild. You know, you you told me even back then is I was Jekyll and Hyde. Oh yeah. I was one person sober. If I drank, I was a whole different person. And why I started, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't even know why. I don't even know why that point in my life that I did some of the things I'd done, but you were still my buddy regardless. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, I think it the latter part of that scripture is uh you, when you said I don't know why I done it or whatever, like we know I didn't make you do it, right? Yeah. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Yeah. What we, uh, oh, Tater getting down, son. <laughs> yeah. James's dog, Tater, will eat you alive. And he, he is trying to get the G money right now. But a, a companion of fools will be destroyed. Yes. It's what we let in our lives by the people we're, we surround ourselves with. And it's by the grace of God that that we ain't destroyed right now. Oh yeah, for you know sure. what I mean. It's praise be to God. So what we allow happen is what is what's going to happen. And do do you understand that book? Would you yeah. like to articulate anything? <laughs> yeah, they looking it up. Like, <laughs> what's your thoughts on that? Have you? Buck's young, 21 years old. What's your thought on the friends you hang out with? Because I know particularly some friends you've had that hung out in a companion of fools. Yeah. And we won't name their names. And maybe you thought back in, why won't daddy let me hang out with these folks? Well, just like James got through saying, being a good judge of character right off the rip can save you from some stuff. Yeah. I mean, I feel like <clears throat> the same way. I feel like I can, I can see a person. And I'm like, I already know all about them. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So, like, like you said, I had some friends that did some stupid stuff, and I, right. and you kind of showed me, hey, what they're doing ain't right. Right. And you wouldn't let me hang out with them. And maybe when I was younger, I was like, what, well, fifteen, fourteen, when I just wanted to hang out with friends. Yeah. I didn't notice that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now, like. I notice it was plain as day on just about anybody. Yeah. So. What? What you? All right. So let's roll this over to G real quick. G money. How old are you? Twelve. Twelve years old. Now, now let's go on ahead, and I'm gonna put you on the spot and bust you out right now. Let's tell. Let's tell the people what just happened to you at school. What happened to you? 
I got kicked out of school for fighting. Okay. The type of folks you hanging out with, that pre- that negative pressure they putting on you, you need to t- sit here and think about it and soak this in, okay? I I did. <laughs> Ratchaloon. Ratchaloon's about to come at you raw, but what? Um, RT. What me and James was just talking about. I mean, are you in the I conversation? Mean, what Buck said is, and what y'all said is the same thing. I'm gonna say. Do Do you realize because y'all won't talk, I have to go around to y'all to get what, you to talk? You're trying to milk it. <laughs> you're milking it too much. <laughs> So what do you, what do you think? Pretty much what Buck said. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, that that in the nutshell, James is is pretty much how I, I this morning it was just put on me to the, those mm-hmm. were the thoughts that was put in my head, and and I feel so blessed that you know somebody might listen and say, well that that don't seem that bad at all, but I'm so blessed that. That our friendship has come through it. He busted through, son. Okay, come through. <laughs> has uh has come through it, and I I feel it's stronger than it's ever been. Yeah, I do too. I, you know, it's crazy. I don't know the like the deal with us is, of course, you're more like family to me than absolutely than friends. I mean, y'all are just like. You know, I can leave my door open. Y'all come on in, right. do whatever. I mean, it's we've sort of. I've always felt that way about y'all, but we did some crazy stuff oh, in, yeah. in our day. Oh yeah, and absolutely. we and we've been in seasons at different times, and I think that's. Uh, I don't know. I think ground, me being grounded at a particular time may have helped you, mm-hmm. or you may have been more grounded at a time. That helped me, right? But we just always been real, right? It ain't been no, ain't no pretend. Mm-hmm. That that's, of course, that's what true friendship is, and you're not gonna have very many true friends in life, right? You're gonna have probably probably count them on one hand, yeah, of true friends. So, uh, boy, if you've got them, you better count your you, blessings. You dang right, son, and you know. You got to hold, in my opinion, especially in my faith. Here, here recently, I, I feel it's holding someone accountable is is that that value to be able to be held accountable. Yes, and to also it's a blessing to be able to say, "Hey, man, maybe you ought to look at it this way," or "Hey, man, this." Hey, you know, it, you got to have it. People scared to do that. I know. Yeah. I know. If James tells me something, it's from his heart. He ain't downing me. You know yeah. what I mean. And he knows if I tell him something, it's from my heart that I ain't downing him. And I wish. I wish as people, as humans, we could do that. And com- I mean, vast community wide. But maybe we're not. Maybe. Maybe that's not meant to be. I don't know. Well, with men, it's harder to do that anyhow. Mm-hmm. Women are emotional, and you know they'll just let it all out. But men don't—they don't, don't want to open up or or to take. It's hard for a lot of people to take advice. Right. Absolutely. But you need somebody in your life to to hold you accountable, to mm-hmm. give you different views, and uh, you may be clouded in a situation. That you ain't thinking right. You need that person from the from the outside. It's not right in that situation to sort of give you some advice to sort of pull you out of that wherever you're at. Right. And we're all going to be there. I mean, as long as you live and you're going to have things in your life. So you need some good grounded person in your life. I think. And it, like I said again, it's it's a blessing. Right. Absolutely. A hundred percent. The. Uh so James, Chad started coon hunting with me, and uh, we were, we'd run all over the state coon hunting. But James ain't never been a coon hunter. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't never been a coon hunter, and uh, but early on we did some turkey hunting together. We did some deer hunting together. We went on a hog hunt together, and I want to get to that story for sure. 
but there's one story that sticks out in my head where we went deer hunting and Buck was with us. And you remember where y'all lived over on Red Mountain Road? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Buck? Oh, yeah. I don't know how old Buck was. Uh, there had been been seeing this big deer in this property beside where Buck lived. I'll let James tell the story. Uh, and <laughs> I'm going we'll, to let you tell okay. that story. I don't wanna... You, you want to tell it, Buck? I mean I, don't, I mean, I don't remember much of it, just what happened. How do you think Buck was? I don't know. He wouldn't have. Three, three, four. four. Wouldn't, couldn't have been over five. Yeah, so so I'm going to say Buck was three or four years old. And they had been seeing this this big deer uh, in this pasture over here by where James lives in this certain spot every day. And uh, me and James said, well, we, we might get a chance at this deer if we hunt hunt in a blind. I said, well, shoot, yeah, let's do it. You care if Buck comes? He's like, you know, he's like me. No, bring him on, bring him on. And we get down there at what we supposed was the perfect time. It's like two hours before dark. And, uh, I mean, no morning we get sitting in that blind. Me and James look at each other. Like, what's that smell? And I look <laughs> over at Buck. And Buck, you know, he ain't want to look at me or nothing like that. <laughs> I said, boy, you done boo-booed in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> and we had done got down in there, Cooney, and set up in that blind and got set up to shoot this big old deer, to try to hunt this big old deer. And Buck had done bajockied in his pants. <laughs> oh, Buck, I was so Buck never come back. <laughs> <laughs> I was so dad blasted mad. You oh, and it was rough too. It uh, wasn't. Oh, it, it was rough. It was a bajockey. <laughs> I don't remember that. I mean, I remember it happening, but I don't remember you know where it was and everything. You don't remember why you didn't bajockey before? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> didn't we just get up? We just picked up. Didn't we? we just got up. We didn't even say, well, I could take him back. Or <laughs> We knew the smell was so rancid that that, <laughs> that, that buck had done said, I ain't going nowhere for about five or six days because <laughs> something bad has happened nowhere. Buzzards started flying around. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about buzzards? Tell James about the buzzards last uh, Sunday morning. Coming. Oh, Daddy, Daddy killed that hog, and he had just left it sitting in the back of the truck. Hold on, I didn't leave it sitting in the back of the truck. That's but, the hog Blake shot. I didn't kill it. Blake shot it. I brought it home. All right, am I telling the story? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this hog's just sitting here in the back of the truck, and there's just buzzards and crows going crazy outside. A lot of them. The, the buzzards had already yeah. picked up on that hog. So, you know, you know the story why we didn't get to meet. It had yeah. the abscess. So I said, well, I'm just going to put it in the back of the truck tonight. We'll take care of it tomorrow. And uh, Cooney looked out the window. He said, my gosh, you're all the buzzards, son. <laughs> I didn't look out the window. I went outside to start Mama's car for her. That's right. And I come back in the house and thought I'd been went through a war zone. <laughs> <laughs> the buzzards and crows had already, I guess, the smell. Yeah. And uh, they was lighting in the trees up there. And it was it was Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe that they done figured that out. That would have been enough to eat for. Oh, that that'd have been enough for a good time. A I was good waiting minute. on some of them just to swoop down and get down in the bed of the truck. Yeah, but uh, them buzzards come in hot, son. Tater about to ease up on the podcast. Uh, oh, Tay Tay. Oh, <laughs> uh, you remember that hunt we did in Alabama? Oh yeah. That hunt we did over there. Hog hunt. Uh, we killed rams. We killed everything that well, moved. That was uh, Chad set that hunt up. I remember he called me and said, "Man, I got a, I got a." They're shooting down there, by the way. That's what that racket is. If you hear anything, the other rackets tater licking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said, "I got us a hog hunt set up. If you want to go, this is how much it is." And I said, "I right, well, we'll go." And uh, so we all loaded up, and when it was me, you, Chad, Blake, and Tommy Rogers, we went out. I don't even remember. I know it was Ramburton County, Alabama, but I don't remember the the town, like you know what what the town was called. 
I don't remember either. It was. I can't remember. I, I know they're not in business anymore. No, I think I think they went out shortly after we we got there. But it was crazy people. So 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 we. <laughs> oh, Tadrack playing bug out on We uh we got over and got set up, and then the next the next morning we loaded up, and they had that van called Pork Chop. And they loaded us all up in pork chop. And I remember we went through a hogwart fence. And uh, I said, what's on the other side of this fence? And that, that Wesley guy said, not nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is all a fence. I said, we hunting in a fence? He said, yeah. We hauled these hogs down here from Canada. They're real Russian boars. <laughs> and I was like, dude, what? So we was in a fence, unbeknownst. We didn't know this. Did you know it before we went? Not until we, we got there. Yeah. And I was like, well, Dad bum, I done paid the money now. So now we're going to uh, have to hunt these pigs in a, in a fence. And uh, I remember it was him and two helpers, that Wesley guy and two helpers. We went over there and uh, hunted them pigs. And uh, they had Spanish goats in there and Ibexes and all kinds of weird goats in there uh running around with all them hogs I, wh what did you end up killing over there i ended up killing a ram i don't i didn't kill a hog did i i don't or think I? you did i don't think you did but we had between me and chad and blake we had i know we had at least one hog maybe two two rams and a spanish goat and that i stepped out and that guy said you want it i said I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, you did kill a hog because I got a, I got a little picture at the house. I got a picture of you with a hog, and then Chad with a hog, and then me with a hog. So Blake didn't kill a hog. He killed a ram. Blake shot one with his bow, but we couldn't find it. Remember? Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Now that them jokers was wild. They that, was mean. Yeah. Them hogs was mean. Yeah, they had been. They had. I don't know where they got them or, or who they bought them from, but this guy claimed that they they hauled them in there from Canada and they were certified Russian boars. They didn't come from a hog lot, that's for sure. No, no. I think they was trapped somewhere, yeah. you know, wild, and then they brought them over and, and just But, you know, they wasn't spotted. They wasn't like a feral hog. They didn't mm -hmm. wasn't spotted up. They were yeah. solid black. Solid black. Huh. And uh, they had this... This van that they hauled people out to the, where you was going to hunt was called Pork Chop. It didn't have no windows in it or anything like that. And they drove that van like they stole it, son. We'd load up in that van and they'd take us out there and just, I mean, gas on it. And when you walked in that gate, like James said, them, them pigs was mean. You had to be on your P's and Q's walking to the stand because they might just decide they're going to attack you. Well, the one I, yeah, I did kill a hog because mm -hmm. I shot it with a bow. That's exactly right. Just remembered it was coming straight at me. Right. And I had a bow, and the guide had a, he had my gun, and it was just charging us. And then I kept telling that guy, shoot him. <laughs> and he said, hold on, hold on, you're going to get us hurt. And I said, well, shoot him. <laughs> and he wouldn't shoot. So I shot that hog. He was probably. He might have been 15 yards from us. I had to shoot him through the shield because it was just a dead, dead yeah. run towards us. Yeah. And what James is talking talking about, for y'all that don't know them wild hogs, it's called a shield. I don't know the scientific name for it. I don't it, either. But, but from about their neck, starts a little after their neck and goes down the side of their body, it's called a shield. And it's just this real thick, I'm, I'm assuming it's cartilage of some kind. Oh, it's thick. Something like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's for when they fight each other, the their tusks don't get into their vitals. Yeah. Uh, that shield, man, is is tough. It'll swallow bullets. It'll break arrows. Uh, well, you remember you was you brought some hog over to the house. You was skinning it. You yeah. like never got that thing. Yeah. Just you, because of that shield. Yeah, you got to cut through that shield with ten snips, like mm -hmm. a. I'm sure these knives out there are sharp enough to cut through it, but when you're pulling that hide down, it don't pull like a deer hide. It wants to crease over and you up, and it's just real hard. You take 10 snips and cut through 
that shield to help you hmm. pull the hide on down. Which on mother brain, we never got that far far back on her once we hit that yeah. that big old abscess. What we didn't. But yeah, they, they had I remember he said they they got them them crazy goats from somewhere and you remember him talking about the the university of was it Auburn or Alabama that had to test them and make sure they didn't have some type of yeah. some kind of disease. Yeah. yeah, they had a good setup. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think what we have a hundred acres there was hunting on. I think that's what he said. So I, I don't think they had the property yeah. to sustain yeah. what they was trying to do. But right, it it was a good setup. But uh, I think the people was just. I don't think they had the business yeah. mind to, yeah, they to would, make that run. They had a little too much redneck in them. Yeah. They, was, they was just... But now for me, I ain't for hunting in a fence. Like I'm, no. But it was fun. No, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. If somebody wants to hunt in a fence, it ain't none of my business, but I don't want to hunt in a fence. I, I couldn't ever kill another ram. You yeah. know, I don't know if you yeah. remember when me or Blake or maybe it was you. Somebody shot one out in the, the field. And the, there was two rams, and one ram wouldn't leave the, the one that was shot. Yeah. And we had to run the, the ram off right. to get the one we killed. Man, I, I, I can't hunt like that. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. And then, but that's what was so strange about them pigs, though, man. It was, like, it was like they knew they was trapped in there, and they was just mad about it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you... If you was in a stand or if you was with us when those things started tracking us. Yeah, I was in the stand. They tracked us around some, uh, I don't know if it's cane poles or what. Yeah. But they was on our scent coming after us. Yeah. And uh, I think we ended up running. I think that guy said just take off. And, and him and all of us took off running and jumped the fence. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. What, I mean, what was chasing y'all? Hogs. No, no. Oh, yeah. Hogs. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't go hunt there. See, see, we didn't know this place was like that until we got there. We thought we was going on a, you know, a, a guided hog hunt. And then when we showed, and that might have been one of the reasons they ain't in business either, is folks yeah. showed up and then all of a sudden there's in a fence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but these pigs was in this fence, Cooney, and they was mad about it. I mean, they was ill about yeah, it. Yeah, I figure so. And if they seen you, they they was on you, son. Yeah, this wasn't no see you and take off. They see you and they come at you. Yeah, I, I remember y'all telling me that story because they, I hunted a stand that morning, and uh, I was like, "Dad, boom! I'm glad I'm up in the stand, son. They they having to run from hogs and and all kinds of stuff." Was it you? that was in the stand and. You couldn't get out because the hogs mm-hmm. wouldn't let you out. Yeah, yeah, that was that morning. I, now that afternoon, I'd already shot one. Yeah, and the other ones just come over there. I guess you know they it was hit. It was at dark too. Wasn't yeah, it? you couldn't tell. Yeah, and I well, I wasn't gonna shoot another one and pay another price for another pinned up hog. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, I think it was about dark too, and you couldn't. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, I think. Did we all come up there together and then walked out together, right? Yep, yep, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. That was wild as a firecracker, son. And I remember they cooked a steak that, that first night. Or was it the no, it was the second night. And we rode all the way back over there to get that meat. Remember that? And you got you got some dogs from it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I got some cur dogs. When we picked the meat up, right? Yeah. That's when we yeah. brought them back. Sure did. I got two little blackmouth curs and uh, brought them little jokers back. And I think I ended up selling them things. Yeah. What I did. They was up. Uh, because he was going to start doing uh, hog hunts with dogs in that pen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet that's why. But between their business sense and, and surprising. Because there ain't many people really hunt something in a fence not something that's that small i mean if you if you had a thousand acres fenced it would have been a right a lot different i I know there's a lot of folks that go and hunt them them deer you know that's been raised up like up in ohio and and places like that which i would i wouldn't do it but i'm not knocking nobody else for doing it either but it uh it it ticked me off when we got there and he's like 
yeah, there ain't nothing on the other side of it but another fence. I was well, like, but it was guaranteed we were going to get something. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, maybe even guaranteed you was going to get ate up yeah. if, if you didn't shoot. Coney, would you hunt the fence? Oh, yeah. For what? Mm-hmm. Just to do it. I mean, they know, I ain't got nothing well, against it, it. To me, it's not. It. I mean, it ain't ethical, in my, my personal opinion. Have you ever thought? It ain't really hunting, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not hunting. It's just going to a pet zoo and shooting some animals. But yeah. you, you get a, what, it, what you do is you get a lot of people, I think, that don't have a whole lot of time to hunt. Yeah. They want something. They want a trophy. Mm-hmm. And that's their only shot right. of doing it. So you got a week off of work. Yeah. Like, man, I ain't got time to scout. I ain't got time to, mm-hmm. to hunt the way I want to. Yeah. But I want a, I want a trophy. So that's I think that's who they those types hunt who they cater to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I ain't knocking nobody else for doing it, but it just well, it takes the it it does take the you know, part of hunting, I guess is what I'm saying, is going out like y'all are gonna do this evening. You're gonna go do your research. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna find what you're hunting. You're gonna find track its movements and that's all part of the hunt so to me that part really is funner than the actual killing the animal absolutely i mean that that's the hunt mm-hmm. but some people i get you know i i'm not going to knock somebody that you know if they want to do it like you said at least they're in the outdoors and they're they're enjoying it but i you know some people their time just won't allow yeah to hunt the way that y'all still hunt in the way I used to hunt, man. If, if they did, that's that's where their enjoyment to me would come from. Right. To to me, I remember the hunts where we didn't get an animal more than I do the ones where we did. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it's a, it's all a part of the process, the the actual experience. Yeah. Because that squeezing of that trigger, what is that? A millisecond. That's it. Now. That's not to say you don't get a, a rush and your adrenaline's pumping and that and that that it don't add to the experience, but it is such a minute moment of time, in accordance with the whole experience. Well, it's sort of over with, you know. If you yeah. put all that time in it, yeah, and then you kill him, it's like, well, yeah. now what am I going to do? Right. That that's what I'm looking forward to on this turkey hunting mission is. Uh, yeah, I do feel a sense of pressure on getting these people that's decided to go uh, a turkey. I do feel that pressure, but to me, it's the the fellowship and the the actual hunt itself. Yeah, you know what I mean. That, Time spent. Yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. But how you feel about a high fence? I ain't really messing with no high fence. Yeah. I don't. I don't. It's just not ethical. Mm-hmm. I mean. To me, I get I get way more fun out of it. Like you said, just going out and doing it in in the woods, scouting, finding all your sign, right. watching how everything goes, lay of the land, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. What you think, money? Money, money you money's <laughs> new to hunting. But I mean, how how many years you been hunting? I don't know. <laughs> I tell you a story about money, James. We was over there on Sheffield one time, uh, a WMA, and man, we got deep. I'm talking about deep, son. Trying to find these pigs, and uh, you, our legs are a lot longer than G Money's legs, and, and and a lot of times I forget about that. And so we covering some ground, covering some ground, and we headed back. I mean, we ain't far from the truck. How far was we from the truck, Coney? I mean, we could right. see the truck. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear G back here going, <laughs> I turn around. I said, boy, what's wrong with you? And he, he takes his hand, and he, he, he brings it up to his throat. And he said, there's something wrong in my throat. <laughs> Well, what it was is we had done walked him so hard and him trying to keep up. He, I mean, he was just out of breath and he was crying. <laughs> and I just, I, the only thing I know to say was, don't cry. This is the Sheffield Reservation. And the, the, boy, the boys make fun of me all the time for saying that. Though. 
So I'll say something. I'll say, yeah, it's the Sheffield Reservation. <laughs> but we done walked OG money about to death, son, trying to find that pick. What you feel about a high fence, G? Break it down. Quit scratching y'all. I feel like it's cruel to the hogs that's inside that fence. Yeah. Like, when we go hunting, the animals are, like, out free and can run around whenever they want to. Yeah. And, like, are not trapped. Right. But with a high fence, they're trapped and, like, yeah. enclosed. Yeah, there you Listen to G. What do you think about that answer, James? That was a spectacular answer. He did way better than you, Coney. Oh, I know. I they're all giving me a run for my co-host. He may be the new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, another thing, James, that had been on my mind to talk about on the podcast was, because you've done been through this season, and a season I'm going through in my life is Buck and Cooney is getting older. Buck's done moved out. Cooney's 18 now, talking about the things he wants to do. And I'll be fair with you. I don't know what in the world I'm going to do. I'll, I'll, hey, I'll get in my feels about it. And I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like they're leaving me. I don't feel like they're abandoning me. I'm just like, dang, I ain't going to have these these jokers around every day for whatever to go hunting to to get on their tail to make me get, a cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> what what was some of the, th- the thoughts that went through your mind what are some of the things that that you experienced what worked what didn't work because i'll tell you right now i don't want to get all of myself and and what they what they call the midlife crisis where all of a sudden you got the I've seen James do it by a motorcycle and 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 hit the roads and do all this well, other see, stuff. Well, see, I think that was part of my really part of my why I told you I went wild because you and, and I'm not there's no excuse for that. I'm not making excuses, right? But it's rough when you go from having a house full along with even friends that they bring over, whatever, and then all of a sudden you wake up one day and darn, they gone. Right. I mean, it's like, what do we do? They got their own lives. You spend your whole life raising them. That's all you know. And even going back to the hunt, you know, I ain't really hunted much in years. But really when I stopped hunting was when the kids got grown, started doing their they, they started going hunting here, hunting there, and it was almost like, dang, that was, that was the fam, that was mm-hmm. what we did. And so, as far as the hunting aspect, that's really when I stopped because sort of took the fun out of that. So then you're left, you know, you're, you're sitting there thinking, especially like in the evenings and stuff, nobody there, just you and your wife. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I mean, you you have to find your way. Yeah, I don't even know the answer, but you've got to find your way to do things sort of on your own. Right. It's almost like a kid graduating, and they're you know they find their life. Well, you you still you're in that boat yourself. It's like, darn, I've graduated this part of my life. What do I do? Right. Where do I put my time? And, you know, me and Jenny just had that conversation this morning about the boys, you know. They've got their own life. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to accept that you're not going to be a part of everything that they do. That they do, they're, they're, they're making their way. They're, they're adults. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to be, you're going to be in tidbits of their life but I, I guess what I've learned through all, when it's all said and done, you you can't just put your joy just in your kids. Mm-hmm. You got to put your joy in the Lord. The Lord, right. Lord's got to fill that void because there's going to be a void, mm-hmm. and you've got to fill it with something, and that's what you've got to fill it with. Right. Because if you don't, you'll probably end up doing stuff like I did yeah you know you try to you you searching for something right and 
they're not always, I mean, you got good boys, and I'm sure y'all are going to be close from now on. But they're still going to be doing their things. Yeah. You're going to feel left out. Cooney's going to be wanting to go do this and go who knows where. But you ain't going to be included. Buck's going to be doing that. Well, you even said, you know, we talked about Buck moving off at one time. Yeah. He was going to move out of state. Right. And, man, that's hard to deal with. Right. But, I, you know, I don't, I don't know the answer other than fill your life with God. Yeah. Because he's going to take you on different paths. I mean, look where you already started moving. And would you have thought you would be doing the things you're doing two years ago? Oh, that's yeah. You're right. You know, right. So you, you're. God, I think God, it maybe is preparing you to what, to what you need to be doing in the future. And, and if you follow His path, He's going to keep your life full. Right. Absolutely. It's yeah. For me, it's really, you know. Sometimes I'll get the, I'll notice the worry or feel the worry, and I say, man, I'm I'm slipping in my faith. Because I know the Lord is going to take care of them. Yeah. Like they don't, the, I, want the, I want them to, to feel the Lord's will and, and work that direction. Uh, but, you know, it's hard to figure out. And maybe I don't, my part in that. You know what I mean? I know I can be the light and, and be the example. I get that. But that worry, man, sometimes just blocks my head up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, it will. And I don't want to sit here and sound self-pitiful and say, man, it's so hard and this and that. But that's what it does to me. It checks my faith because I know I know in my heart, I believe it's going to be what the Lord wants it to be. Yeah. And it's hard to keep my big mouth and my feet out of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so it is. I, I appreciate you sharing that perspective. Cundy, do you have any funny stories about James hunting? I don't. I don't think I've ever been hunting with you. That's what I was, I just realized that. I don't think Cooney's ever went hunting with you. And that might be why he ain't no good at it, too. Uh, (laughs) I'll have to check through my invoices and see if he's paid Cooney hunts with me. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, uh, I really don't think he has, Jane. I don't think he has. Yes, yeah. When we was, we had that club on uh, Treat Mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, we ain't never been in a stand together, but he, right. didn't he kill a buck over there? Or you and. No. Uh, or was it Buck? Buck. He had a friend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. James was out there mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, you did hunt in uh, the general area with yeah. James. You've been privileged. I've been <laughs> privileged. <laughs> this is something. That, that James always says and it cracks me up and he's always said it and he may not know that he done it but I've talked with Chad and Blake about it <laughs> when they was little and somebody would shoot a deer it don't matter <laughs> if they shot that booger in the head James would walk up and say oh my god it's been gut shot <laughs> <laughs> Don Tiddles farm in Rockmart and uh, James was going to hunt this stand up up on the ridge and I was going to a different spot well James had went up there and I don't, I don't know if you've seen him or not that you had run a buck and two does down the hill Yeah. and the buck and the two does run out on me and they hit the brakes and I thought oh nobody's about to get these boogers and they walked at an angle and I said well if I can if I can go this way and make them hit that cornfield, maybe Blake will get a shot. And uh, so I jogged over that away like they killed me. And that buck shot right through that cornfield and went straight to Blake. And I think Blake shot it, what, two or three times. I think so. And uh, I remember we got that deer down in the creek. You remember that? With the coyotes? Yeah. Like crazy? To tell that story. Oh, yeah. gosh. I mean, they were. They got right on us. They was wanting that meat. Yeah, the, the coyotes come off the hill and tried to run us out of the creek. Yeah, I've never had, I've never experienced anything yeah. like that. You know, that goes back to the deal that in the wild, you think that animal's going to see you and hit the brakes and turn around and go the other way. Them jokers was wanting, yeah. they wanting the meat. Yeah, mm. but you know, those coyotes, 
right there in that area i don't think really deal with that many people well they they might now because the the pollen forest opens that gate yeah but before they didn't open that gate and there was about a what probably a mile mile and a half stretch of woods back here that nobody really yeah. hunted that much that was pretty scary oh yeah well, ain't I, mean, no I, doubt. I ain't gonna lie to you I was, they they stood up on my back they started I don't know if they smelled the deer or what, but they started howling up on that ridge. And then after they, you could hear them running down. And then they got on the side of the creek and was barking and growling at us, trying to run us off. But it was too dark and they was just far enough where you couldn't shoot at them or, yeah. or anything like that. I, I never had anything like that happen. The, the only other time I remember that, I think. Uh, I don't remember if y'all told the story I was there out on that development site when y'all was, maybe y'all told me that story when y'all was coon hunting. I think some coyotes run y'all up on some yeah. equipment. Yeah. But yeah. that's the only other time Yeah. that I, because most of the time, most of the time they're going to they gonna shag. Yeah. They don't want no humans. But no. uh, yeah, that was, that was a scary moment. Yeah, that was, that was rough right there. But do you got any? crazy wild stories about uh james on the on the hunt um no i mean i don't i don't really remember much hunting with james besides when i when <laughs> used the bathroom booed in my pants and then uh <laughs> hunting, that tree, hunting that treat mountain that's it james said if that boy was gonna do that corn he can't have come hunting anymore. <laughs> if you can't house train that boy. You had the privilege of hunting with D. James Wright and you just booed in your pants. Well, I think that's what gave me that complex on gut shot. Oh, yeah. And every time now, it's just that, that smell. Your jockey your smells like deer guts, boy. <laughs> Absolutely like deer gives, guts. Gives him PTSD yeah. every time he smells a dead deer. Yeah. I still need counseling for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, when you gonna get back in the woods, James? When, when is the last time you truly got out there and went hunting? When we had that club, how long has that been? Five, six? I think. Uh, was well, you driving then, Buck? Is right. Is right before I started driving. I was thirteen or fourteen. We were in, yeah, in it. six, seven years ago. Yeah. So that's a, that's the last hunt that I've been on. Right. When we had that, right? I gotta have that. Uh, you hit on it, that camaraderie, right? Yep. I mean, if you ain't got that, I mean, I can go back behind the house and kill a deer almost mm -hmm. any day. That's right. But it ain't. It just ain't the same. Yeah. It, that's 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 what it is for me. I very rarely do I go hunting by myself. Some people find value in that solitude, but I. I don't. I just. Yeah. I can't get there. If if it, if I can't share the experience with somebody, I don't. I don't really long for it at all. That's it. And I might gut shot. I might <laughs> gut shot a deer. <laughs> if I gut shoot a deer, somebody's got to clean it for me because I'm not. I'm not going to. Gee, what you think about hunting by yourself? Nothing. No. We got. Ain't get, never hunted by yourself. I know we ain't old enough yet. How old are you? Twelve. I wait. Now, how long are you going to wait till you put him in a stand by himself? I think he could probably deer hunt this year by himself. So he's responsible with a gun and yeah. As long as he don't boo in his pants, I think, he'll be all right. <laughs> I think we're going to let him uh, hunt deer hunt by himself this year, depending on how well he does turkey season. Because the way I am, one gun safety mistake and you start all over. Yeah, that you don't. If you lose the the trust with gun safety, you have you have to start off as to. a kid. You have to start. It can't be okay. You remember what you did the other day? Don't do that while you're hunting by yourself. No, it's we're gonna have to line up some more hunts. We're gonna have to do a few more shootings and and let me see that you got it because that is a mistake you you don't get back, man. No. You do not get that back. And there's, there's just so much that goes on in it. Yeah. You know, so much that goes on along with it. Well, we got to get you back in the woods, James. Turkey season's coming up. Turkey season got a lot of walking. Well, you just said I could kill a deer in the backyard. I know you got turkeys back there. I done seen them. Well, 
as long as we can just get in the field, <laughs> you move too much on it. I said, James needs a high fence. He can't, he can't put in all the research and stuff well, anymore. The deal is, corn is not going to set. Cornbread, not corn, is not going to set and wait on a turkey. So when he goes turkey hunting, it's like a six-mile hike. We got to get it, son. <laughs> I like to get on them fields and let <laughs> yeah, we don't hit many of them field birds, son. Yeah, that's, we don't really have a field spot anymore. No, we sure don't. As a matter of fact, we lost our best spot. The state's making it quota, and uh, we we about to have to find a bunch of new spots. But that's part of the process. That's that's part of the of the whole gig, man. But you you can come get down in the swamp. Yeah, yeah. I ain't, I ain't scared of no swamp. <laughs> at all. We got those swamp birds. So one last thing. What is the retired life like? What 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 is the retired life like? Awesome. Awesome. In what what perspective? In what do, aspect? I do what James wants to do. Mm-hmm. So I wake up every day and I do what I want to do. It may be <laughs> Something just went off. <laughs> but now, you know, a lot of people say, well, you retire, usually after about a year, you get burnt out and you want to go back to work and all that. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to say winter times does get a little boring because I'm not a cold weather person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The older you get, the, the colder you get. But, but I've got enough stuff on my property during good weather to keep me busy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like my routine is I got a little old mat in there. I go in there and pray. I got, uh, you know, read my Bible when I want to read it. Go do tasks I want to do when I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, the downfall to me is when you're not financially wealthy of course you do you struggle with the the everyday monetary stuff you know I can't have everything I want right as far as things mm-hmm. but uh, man I I love it that's awesome have you ever thought about what you going to do when you retire mm-hmm. now that you're 18 years old yeah, yeah I know now that I'm starting my, my road close. to retirement so, so was it is it like you thought it would be? Or are you like, man, I didn't set this up the way I wanted to. Has that thought ever crossed your mind? No, I'm I'm good, man. I, it's really... I, I Well, I would have thought I would have been bored. Right. But outside of just real cold days yeah. and bad weather, I'm, man, I'm good to go. I, you know, I, I can stay pretty busy. Right. I'm, I'm not just like... Uh, of course, Jenny, she she accuses me of sitting on the couch all day, but that <laughs> that does happen in the wintertime. She, she's walked through here. Yeah. I'll, I'll put her on the spot, yeah. James, and she'll 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 let us know what your retired life really like. She'll tell you, I, yeah, it's just sitting. Yeah. But but that's not the case. I mean, you know, I got well, you've seen what I did in my property back there yeah. already. So right, I got I just do stuff I want to do. Here here she is, Miss Jennifer, Miss Jennifer. What is James's retired don't, life don't, really like? Don't believe anything she says. Lush. <laughs> James the Lush. <laughs> that might be the title of the dang podcast, James. James the Lush. Mm-hmm. Cody, what time are we looking like on here? Well, you got 58 minutes and 58 seconds. Well, I think that's a, a good round number to that ain't even higher 58, 58. <laughs> well, I can go on for two more hours I, well we're definitely going to have James back on the podcast again probably numerous times James I want to tell you that I love you your whole family are, is family to me and you've, you've always been there and been solid and I appreciate and am truly blessed to have your friendship and I, I want to thank you for always pouring in the truth to me and pouring into these boys of mine. There's no doubt in my mind that 
the Lord has put you into my life from way back when all the way to this exact moment. And I love you and I thank you. Same here, man. I love all y'all. Mm-hmm. That's all you got mm-hmm. to say, Buck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love you too, James. I, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, Buck, Buck and Cooney have been real quiet during this. I don't understand. That's that's how they are. They they we we do no gas for a while to try to get to try to get some ramping up and try to get them to talking, and they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, if the people really knew you, they would know you have actually been quiet this whole time too. I mean, I've just been my. <laughs> That's the whole problem. This dog is distracting. <laughs> well, all right, y'all. I guess we're going to wrap it up. I'll holler at you later. See you. Deuces. See you.